0: Hola. Bonjour. Ni hao. Moi. Guten tag. Namaste. Oh, very good. Uh, Malu la lele. (laughs) Welcome to Normal Not Normal with myself, Oliver Phelps. That's my line, clearly. Do you like what I did there? Oh, (laughs) how original. Anyway, and that's James Phelps over there pretending to be me. So today, guys, we thought we would do an episode a little bit different than usual now as you know we've been interviewing lots of amazing people and asking them questions about what normal means to them so we thought this week we would put that back on ourselves and put us in the hot seat yes so i'm going to be interviewing oliver and i'm going to be interviewing james and after such we're also going to be answering as many of your questions as well because we put out the word a couple of days ago for everybody to send in as many video clips or audio clips of themselves for us to answer so you guys can be in the show with us and we've been blown away by the amount of people that have sent their great videos in from all over the world so thank you so much for that and we will really have a great time answering those questions too exactly now as we said there was literally hundreds and hundreds of people who sent through some amazing videos so thank you so much for being part of this journey that i suppose we're all on i know james and i you kind of say we're in the driving seat but you guys are definitely some welcomed passengers in the back of this bus this is a terrible analogy isn't it i'm going to stop it is terrible it really is Mm. let's crack on with the show shall we so then we can get through our bit and go on to where everyone has come involved so oliver i'm going to ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind The first question, like we ask everybody that was on the show, growing up, what did a normal Sunday look like to you? And I'm pretty sure it looked very similar to me too. Yes. Um, What age group would you say? Let's go with ten, nine or ten, nine or ten. So I would say it would be pretty much the same as every Sunday. We would go to church. We would come home for some traditional Sunday dinner. We would go over to my nan's house. And traditional Sunday dinner, for those listening, is like a roast with roast potatoes and vegetables. Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding gravy, a cheeky dessert on the side. Um, So, yeah, so I do do that. Uh, Come back from Nans, probably watch the Sunday afternoon football or play in the garden or go out on my bike and meet it with my friends. I mean, when we got a little bit older, we'd, we'd go to the youth group in the evening. Do you remember when you crashed your bike over the fence? Over the wall, sorry. Yes, yeah, so I I remember I remember we were coming back. Um, we went to a friend's house and he lent me his video game cartridge, not a CD, video game cartridge for the um, Sega Mega Drive. And I remember coming back and my bike at the time I was holding it in my in my left hand and my bike at the time only had a brake on the left handlebar. And coming down, I was coming down the road quite quick and I was thinking, I'm not slowing down here. So I thought, right, I need to slow down. How am I going to do it? If I hit the curb that'll slow me down, curb didn't slow me down. Now we had a wall that went outside our house and there was like a long wall what covered the front garden. And then there was a small little wall which is like the divide between, It's like a small flower bed. And then next to that was the, uh, the drive for next door neighbors. And I didn't want to end up in the next door neighbor's drive. So I thought, right, this is as I'm going along quite quickly, I thought if I hit that wall, I will stop and that'll be it. And I literally hit the wall and I can't remember this, but I didn't black out. I just, it just happened so quickly. I went over the handlebars, but literally like a flip, landed on my back with the game still in my hand. It was Jonah Lomu Rugby for the Sega Mega Drive. I remember that. Still one of the funniest things I've seen because it was, you know, why wouldn't you just move the games clutch to your other hand and brake? Just saying. Because I was not confident riding with one hand at the time. So you thought you plough into wool. Anyway, moving on. So that was your, used to be your Sundays. What are your Sundays like now? My Sundays like now are I will go to church, I will go for a, normally either go and play golf or I will go for a meetup with some friends and we'll go for the walk in the park or something like that. What's the, what's the afternoon football? Again, that doesn't really change. Yeah, that's, that's about my normal Sunday really and just, yeah, just chill out. Unless we're travelling. Unless we're traveling, and then it's different. Unless we're traveling. Yeah, that's all different. But So then what's what's the most normal thing about you? And, okay, I've got my own answers to this, but you can you can tell me what you think your normal is. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. The most normal thing about me is I am me. That's my normality. No, no, I'm just saying, like, there's nothing what I do, what I'd say, oh, that's not, that's, is that, is that normal? The normal thing about me is... I like Weetabix for breakfast, do you know what I mean? like? But is, is four Weetabix with a drizzle of honey and some bananas normal, or is that too much? Four you know Weetabix, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Or sometimes if I'm feeling really, really good, I will get the Weetabix, crunch them down into little bix, put a load of wheat, um, yogurt into it, drizzle of honey, mix that all together and then put either the strawberries, the blueberries on top with that little coffee on the side, Freshly squeezed orange juice, very good start to the day. And so what's the least normal thing about you? got a golf room in my house. Did I tell you I've got a golf room in my house? No, you, you've never mentioned that. Not never once. Never mentioned it, no. Not once. Uh, that, that, that would probably be the most normal thing, a uh, normal thing about me, and the fact that I've got a poster with me on it. And you, but mm. for some reason you're like, on that poster, I always think it looks like you're falling over. Probably you pushed me out the way so you could get in the Do front and foreground. It looks like me, a, I'm in the front. Yeah. And so, okay. There we go. So we've been on lockdown now for a little over a year. Things are starting yes. to get back to normal, touch wood. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Five years' time? I imagine you're still... Okay, yeah, go on. I'm going to let you ask. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of take... I set myself a goal at the beginning of each year. Now that, now that's either like at the, towards the end of the year, like end of December or the beginning of January, I will, I will literally draw on a bubble ch- chart thing things i want to achieve this year so can you tell us one that you've done now uh one thing that i wanted to achieve was i wanted to make a difference to a complete stranger and i've got some lovely messages from that oh in a positive in a positive, in way, a positive it way it wasn't just way, yeah. like someone walking down the road and start shouting at them from your car yeah nothing like that hide behind a bush and start shouting at people that'd be quite nothing like that no but that, you imagine that? that okay <laughs> That'd be a great day. Can you yeah, i will tell you what, it'd be achievable, wouldn't it? It'd be achievable. There's a lunatic who sits behind the bush and shouts at people. Yeah, with his flip chart. <laughs> <laughs> done it, done it. Right, next one. What's the next one here? Um, and another one was I want to be able to go on holiday twice this year. Now, that can be either somewhere in this country, that can be somewhere abroad, just some time where I can just turn everything off, phone, everything, and just do whatever it is I want to do. That'd be, that'd be about it. So obviously we're from the same family. Who in the family would you say you're the most like? My mother. In terms of in terms of getting stuff done, I'd say my mum. Okay. And what is your first memory? There's one to think about. Right. I remember we'd probably be about maybe two and a half, three. We went to the zoo, and I remember. Good song that. Yeah, going to the zoo. No, I'm not gonna sing it. Um, and we went on the bus to get there. And I remember we went on the top deck of the bus. I remember it ever so clearly. It was like the old, the older buses type thing. Uh, yeah, that would be one of the earliest memories that I've got. Okay, very good. So I thought we could play a little game. So when we spoke to Paula Dupree, she told us about the amazing fun game that her charity has put out, which we both got amazing. So it's called The Game That Goes There. And there's some great questions. So I thought I could... Pick a card for you, and you could answer it for me. Ready? Okay. Go on then. Any card will be at random. If you're listening, all the cards are in a box. So, so do you want kind of goes there, let's go there, or really goes there. Let's let's go big or go home. Let's really go there. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Complete the sentence. I'd be horrified if my parents ever knew I. Um. I remember they may listen to this. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> if they ever knew that, I, I, can think of, I can think of definitely one thing, but I'm not sharing that with anyone, with the world. Um, That's not the game, Oliver. Yes, I know, but it's the law that counts. Um, no, it's, prob- <laughs> it's probably... Uh, can you remember that time when we were in Seville? If I'm going down, you'll come down with me. Um, when we were in Seville, and we stayed at that hotel, what used to be a palace. Yeah, so this this hotel, if they were to ever build it now, it would it wouldn't be like they wouldn't be financially viable to build it. It'll be too expensive. Yeah, and we did an all nighter because the flight was at like eleven o'clock or whatever the next morning. No, I'd say it was less than that. It was like seven a.m. or something. Yeah, and I remember there was a. Um, where, we were all, where a load of us went upstairs, um, one, of the, one of the balconies we were at, we were all like sat down or whatever, like that. And it was, some was starting to come up at this point. And can you remember there was a balcony next to us, which had just left a bottle of unopened champagne? Right. I think I'd gone to bed at this point. Yeah. And we basically were like, oh, that'd be a great idea to get that. They won't miss it. And watching somebody climb over the veranda with like, I don't know, five story drop below them to retrieve said bottle. Terrible idea in hindsight. Terrible idea. Shocking. It really was. If you, if, if you are thinking about doing stuff like that, folks, think again. That would be my advice. I'm going to flip it on you. What would you do? Well, what would you say? One thing that I don't want my parents to ever know. Um, yeah. I'm quite, a, I'm quite good at keeping secrets, <laughs> shall we say. Do you know what? I think I tell them. I, I, I don't really have many secrets, especially from my mum. Um, do, you want, do you want me to fill this gap no no i'm gonna choose my own card if that's all right Ah, uh, okay okay so i'm, I'm gonna go for a safe and easy one we're kind of going there if there was an award for what i would definitely win can i answer that for you no if there was an award for me having to listen to you all the time i would win it how's that not really it's not really a hardship <laughs> though is it i don't know What would yours be? What would your award be? For me? Yeah. If there was an award for someone who bites his lip when the truth should be spoken, I would win it. One more question for both of us, this from the third category, which was, we're almost going there. The worst thing about growing up is... Not knowing that you're actually growing up, I would say. That's the one, because because one day you look back and you go, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that and then you suddenly remember that you're in your 30s and probably shouldn't do that. That's the worst thing about growing up. I would say the worst thing about growing up is... Innocence would be another one as well. The innocence of the world. Losing that. Oh, losing the... Yeah, I guess. I I would say the worst part about growing up is it's only the latter part of growing up you realise that you're having great memories. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was you, Oliver. Thank you very much for that. And now I think it's about time that we answer questions from everybody that's called in, that's sent a video in. So let's check them out.
1: Hi, Oliver. Hi, James. I hope you both had a great day, a great week. I wanted to ask you guys, since a lot of people are struggling a lot still with quarantine and my country, I'm from Switzerland, is still in quarantine as well. I wanted to ask you what key elements or findings you have found in quarantine or what you have learned that you did not know before anyways have a good day and i'm a big fan (laughs) bye
0: right well the first thing i thought about when i saw elenka talking there when she said that she was from switzerland was obviously the flag square flag isn't it what you learned i learned that in lockdown from your did you know that switzerland has a square flag thank you very much only country in the world to have a square flag. But it's a big plus. Hey. Dear idea, oh dear idea. Oh go on, no, go on. Very, very good. I was just going to say there was a few things that I think that we all learned kind of from that whole situation, uh, in the whole lockdown process. One was reassessing yourself as to what you're going going to be able to get up to. But I think also I was able to redirect some stuff. Like we started doing this podcast. I got involved in about four, no, in about what two of the business. Uh, ventures which I would never have got involved in in total different capacities to anything that I've been in before but that's actually been quite enjoyable and it's actually going quite well so I suppose it is like making the best out of a situation that presents itself to you. Mhm. I would say um great question as well by the way is that I would say that I've learnt a lot of things about the stars and the universe and things like that because it's something which I've always wanted to get in like dive into I never really had the chance to do so so having this this period in my life as many of you know i've really enjoyed so that's been good fun and also just to find building as much lego as i possibly can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right on to the next oh hang on hang on just thought in between each one move on to the next one please i've probably just blown producer alice's eardrums out
1: hi Oliver. hi james i just thought of a second question and uh I'm just going to send in anyways. Um, my second question is, since we talk so much about James's addiction with pineapple pizza, <laughs> pineapple on pizza, uh, I wanted to ask you, especially you, Oliver, what is your guilty pleasure? Anyways, have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: I'm not addicted. I just really like it. God, what's your guilty pleasure, Oliver? My guilty pleasure would be um, handmade, handmade marshmallows Schmorsed. so obviously you melt them on pizza. No, not on pizza. Like you, you put them on a on a biscuit with the marshmallow, bit of grated wizard's chocolate on top, sandwich it. Oh. My guilty pleasure. Very good. I I think I think certain things you should avoid putting on pizzas because let's face it, the Italians have got it right. First off, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> let me get the drum. <coughs> Moving on.
1: Hi. It's me Annie from Kansas, and my question is if you could go anywhere in the world to stargaze, where would you go and why? Thank you very much for your podcast. You guys are amazing.
0: That's the kind of questions we like to see. Thank you very much for that Annie um, i've I've had some great times looking at longing where to go stargazing and one place I really want I really want to visit South America anyway in general because it's somewhere I've never been, and especially the country, Chile. And there is an amazing desert there, apparently, called the Atacama Desert, which has pretty much zero light pollution, so you can see everything from there. and that is definitely on my to-do list uh, once we're able to travel. So hence why I'm trying to learn Spanish as so I'll be able to ask, well, what is that in Spanish to fellow stargazers? So if anyone's ever been there, please let me know and send me your photos. Travelo espanol. See. <laughs> Where would you go stargazing, Oliver? I would go back to a place where absolutely blew my mind when I saw it. Um, it was in the dead of night at like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning at Lake Tikapo in New Zealand. It's absolutely unbelievable. Like the amount of uh, the amount of stuff you see down there, like the Milky Way we saw. Saw loads of stuff. I just remember it being though like very chilly. <laughs> Get that? Yes, yeah, it's in the it's middle chilly. of the night. <laughs> um, it was very cold because it was in the middle of the night where we were. But it was Absolutely beautiful to be able to see it. So a big kia ora to everyone in New Zealand listening right now. Very good.
1: Hi, Normal Not Normal podcast. I'd like to know what's the most embarrassing or strange situation you have been in. Thank you and bye-bye.
0: Great question, Asia. Um, Oliver, most embarrassing situation you've ever been in? Um, Most embarrassing situation I've ever been in. Well, I wasn't embarrassed, but my wife my now wife was very embarrassed. So we'd only been seeing each other for probably a matter of weeks, if that. And she was studying um, design and art and design at university. So I, she said, oh, do you want to come to this exhibition? My, uh, my lecturer's yeah, um, presenting this exhibition. So I was like, yeah, okay, come along. I walked in this room and I'm not exaggerating. There was a mirror with a bowling ball on it and a hula hoop around the top of it. Not exactly, that was it. And I stood there, it was, I, I actually said open and loud, what on earth is this? Are you honestly going to university? Or is the guy who's teaching at university honestly putting like bloody three, four hours, uh, four years of work into, into this? There's there was a guy next to me and I was like, do you know what I mean, mate? And he looked at me and went, well, what I was trying to represent when I created this piece was, and I, I can't remember what he said after that, I nearly wanted the bowling ball to land on my head and my wife i mean i was embarrassed from it but i could see i could see my wife just red just feeling like oh my gosh i'm dating that, this bloke is that when every every time she went to hand in a an assignment the the old red pen came out must try better no i don't know actually i think it was a case of it was funny enough she they 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 had another they had another one but i i didn't go to that one um but yeah that was that was pretty pretty embarrassing <laughs> Okay. Oh, good. What about you? My most embarrassing situation, I would say, is, is probably when I was going through airport security. You know, you have to take your belt off. And I'd lost a bit of weight um, when I was doing this health kick a couple of years ago. I took my belt off going through. You, you know what's going to happen. I'm holding my trousers up to go through the security bit. And it was the bit, you know, you know there's a machine now where you put your hands above your head like that. Mm-hmm and the lady was saying put your hands above your head and I was saying I will do but my trousers are going to fall down and she wouldn't she was obviously getting quite grumpy so I put my trousers up and my hands up and the trousers came down and uh, unfortunately I was wearing Ren and Stimpy underwear so (laughs) yeah that was quite an embarrassing situation but um, hey we live to fight another day and I'm so glad I shared it with everyone now next question (laughs) hang on hang on Hi
1: James, hi Oliver, my name is Charlie and I'm a 19-year-old student from Norway Uh, and I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of the Normal Not Normal podcast and it has been really entertaining to listen to and my question for you guys is, can you remember a time in your life you felt the most alive? Thank you, stay safe, bye!
0: Wow, Charlie, hey, and your English is absolutely unbelievable mate, that is absolutely amazing. Tack, Very good. tack for that amazing question. I would probably have to say something when I've done something silly, like jump out an aeroplane or bungee jump, or jump off a building. That would probably be up there with when I've most felt the most alive. Try to get, try to get. I think mine. For some reason, the first. Thing, I'm sure there's many times when I've thought when I felt that like that type of thing. But I remember I was in New Zealand. Theme here. And we were out there for an event, but I flew over about three or four days early, five days early, and got a car on my own and drove up to the north, very northern tip, uh, to play golf at a golf course called called Cowrie Cliffs. Other golf courses are available. Other golf courses, but this one is brilliant. Anyway, um, but I hadn't booked anywhere to stay that night. So I started driving and uh, saw this place which said golf course and winery. Happy days, got there. The golf course wasn't up to much at all, but the art the winery was fantastic. So anyway, so I was there for a day or so. Went down to the beaches there, beautiful. And then realised that the plane I'd booked to get back to Auckland actually went at 7 a.m., not 17.00, not like five o'clock in the afternoon. So I'd missed that, and there was only one flight a day, and I had to get back to Auckland. So I had to call the rental car company and say, look, mate, I need to bring it all the way back to Auckland now. I said, right, okay. So it's quite a long drive. But I remember doing this drive um, thinking, I need to get there today. Beautiful sunshine. I think they were just building this motorway or something like that, extending it. That's all I remember going through, like lush greenery. And the song Still Breathing by Green Day came on. And I remember just being like, this is this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. Because like these things are the things you'll never plan for. But sometimes they're the things you remember the most. Very true. Hang on. Next up's Charlotte from the UK.
1: Hi, James. Hi, Oliver. I just want to say that your podcasts are like the highlight of my day. I listen to them all the time while on my daily walks. Um, My question is, if you could have anyone on your podcast, who would you like?
0: It's a good one, isn't it? There's a lot of people you just love to sit down and have a chat with. Go on, then. Who would it be? First one that comes into your head. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. Yeah, that'd be quality. Do you reckon he could do it if, for like five minutes just as The Rock? I wouldn't care. Uh, old school. I wouldn't care. Shut your mouth. I wouldn't care. Uh, I would say... I think the only person in the world I would actually get starstruck by would be Richie Sambora, who is the guitarist from Bon Jovi. Nice, nice. I used to play the guitar quite often when I was younger, and then I gave up, and then in my latter teenage years, I started listening to a lot of Bon Jovi, and I really, really liked it, so... Hence, I wanted to learn the guitar simply to play the song Wanted Dead or Alive, and then that carried on and carried on and carried on. So I would uh, would happily geek out, speak to him about writing songs and all that kind of stuff as well. Jolly good. All
1: right. Hi, my name is Chloe, and I'm a childhood cancer survivor. And first of all, I just want to say that I can't thank you guys enough for all that you do to help children with cancer. And so I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you got involved in the various childhood cancer charities that you support and are a part of.
0: Well, Chloe, thank you for that lovely message, mate, as well. Just want to say as well, it takes a lot of guts to send a video in to be put up like that, so well done on doing that. I think the first thing that we really got involved with was the Help Harry Help Others charity, Um, and that was purely through meeting uh, lad Harry Mosley and listening to his story um, he had an inoperable brain tumour and just his outlook on everything. Unfortunately, Harry, Harry lost his battle, but he was um, such an inspirational guy. And the, the charity lives on uh, with his mum, Georgie, who runs it. It's like the uh, Birmingham Cancer Drop-In Centre now in, in England. Um, yeah, I'm proud, proud ambassadors of that. And the same with like the Teenage Cancer Trust. Again, I suppose that we're very, very lucky that we've never experienced that, anything of that magnitude and stuff like that to for for people to go through, especially in your formative years um, when you've got so much going on already anyway, to have that lumped on top of you as well. And it's just—and it, the main thing is like, what can we do to to help? What can we do to raise a smile um, and maybe even as a distraction? I suppose in a long answer, that's kind of the reason why we, we get involved in things like that is because we're lucky enough never to have experienced it. But if we can brighten someone's day who's going through such an invasive and such a, a traumatic time, then great, let's do it.
1: hello james and oliver we're in my native language as we say in belgium and the netherlands hello uh my question is is it weird to see yourself on tv like are you like oh no turn it off or are you like oh i'm on tv yay <laughs> that was my question so take care bye-bye
0: <laughs> thank you very much for your for your question there Dara. um first of all hello i hope i said that correctly uh is it weird seeing yourself on tv yes yes it is and if i'm on tv i don't really want to witness it because i've already seen it and i'm only going to be judging what i could have done better very good i've got to be honest it's not i don't think it's that weird anymore seeing us on the tv or seeing our, our faces on the tv or doing anything like that i think it's quite cool so you watch it well obviously you've got a poster of yourself behind you yeah why not why not anyway anyway great question
1: Friends, my name is Elena and I hope you're both doing super, super well. And my question to you is that if you were a supervillain,
0: who do you think your arch nemesis would be and why?
1: <laughs> Thanks so much.
0: Elena, that was amazing. I love that. <laughs> what a great way to say hello to everybody. Hello, friends. We're all friends, aren't we? Amazing. I love that. Okay, if I were a supervillain, first of all, I'd be very good at it. I don't know how, but I would. Uh, my arch enemy <laughs> would be who really irritates you, James? Who person doing good irritates me? Is that what the is that what you mean? Well, they they could perceive themselves as a good person. Doesn't mean they are. Wow, what a great question! i have never thought if you're a superhero, it's like easy, isn't it? Go on, here would you you can go while I'm thinking this, Oliver? Well, my, I suppose my super villainy type of thing would be like I'd just be like Rant Man, Ooh. <laughs> turn up and just do road moods, rocker, right here I am. What's rubbish? here? that's rubbish. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Um... Yes, it would have to be somebody who's always, like, I don't know, smiles for the sake of smiling. Happy people, is this what you're saying? Your eyes would be happy people. Yeah, it's a bit weird, though, isn't it? I don't know. I don't, Mr. Happy. I wouldn't have... Mr. Happy, yeah. Mr. Happy from the Mr. Men. This smug yellow face. I would be in a rush, man. <laughs> that would be my, I'm a super villain because I'm always in a rush and I get very moody if anyone stops like, gets in my way. So I would say dithering people, would be my arch enemy arch enemy uh, specifically and I mentioned it before cuz it always hits a nerve when you're going through airport security people who don't take their laptop out of the bag before they get there don't take their belt off you know face creams or anything which are over 100 millilitres, you can't have that don't put it in there there's no point you're making me late for my flight that would be my uh, arch enemy
1: Oliver hi James I was wondering how you guys picked guests to come on the podcast and I was also wondering what is the wisest thing anyone has ever said to you? Thank you guys so much for making this podcast. I love it so much. Bye.
0: We like to approach people and speak to people who we genuinely are interested in. Uh, Even if we haven't met them before, it's great. It's people that we are genuinely interested in and I like to think that that comes across because it's not just People coming on to promote stuff or anything like that. Like, we generally have a, an interest in what they've done beforehand as well and what they're up to now, and also obviously finding out what their normal means to them. So, the wisest thing as well that I've ever heard, great question as well, is I, I've actually said this to quite a few people before now because I think it's a great piece of advice that I was told. Once upon a time, when I was doing my first ever stage show, the director was a guy called Adam Morley. Great director, great guy. And he told me, he could see that I was getting a bit nervous, and he said to me a bit of advice, which I've taken forward to anything. So I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Everybody that is watching you perform wants you to be the best thing they have ever seen in their life. So you've already got people on board with you. There's no need to be nervous, because everybody is backing you from the start. So just go out and do what they know you can do. And I've taken that forward to absolutely everything I've done pretty much ever since, and I have I don't have stage fright anymore really when I do stuff because I know that everybody wants me to do well. So that's definitely something which I've found is a great bit of advice and something which I take forward into everyday life as well. Very good, very good.
1: Moving on. Hi guys, you're doing an amazing job with the podcast as always. Um, I want to say a huge thank you for mentioning Homer a couple of weeks ago. Um, it made my day and I still haven't stopped telling people about it. My question for the Normal Not Normal podcast would be, I am obsessed with WandaVision at the moment. It's such a good programme. So if you guys could be a superhero, what would your superpower be? Also, Homer says hello. Homer, (laughs) say hi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Homer. Amazing. (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. So for those those who who don't know, um, we actually read about Homer out a couple of weeks ago on the audio version and absolutely made our day. We had some great comments as well. So great question, I have to say. And yes, WandaVision, what an amazing show. Yes, really, very, very good. If I were a superhero, I would want to move really, really fast. You know, like Sonic the Hedgehog or The Flash, but I'm going to go with Sonic because I like hedgehogs. That would be my superhero. I'd love to be able to move really, really quick. Very good. My superhero power... I think would be a very, very, very important one is I would like to be able to just diffuse any tension anywhere going, boring, I would be called the Peacenator, banging his drum of justice. Next. That was good though, wasn't it? Hmm.
1: Hey James, hey Oliver, here's Julia from Berlin in Germany and I have a question for you. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? <laughs> Stay safe and healthy. Bye. Uh,
0: secret conspiracy. I would like to start. Uh, oh, you could. You could. Lit- I was listening to a podcast the other day about conspiracies, and some of them were like, "What are you thinking? If you believe this, yeah." So I, I would start a conspiracy along the lines of, "Did you know that the." tide goes in and out because someone is pressing a drain on one side of the world and is empty on the other side how's that plausible plausible, plausible. <laughs> it's not though it really isn't it's not plausible at all is actually magnetic to the right magnet and someone's pulling it from another side of the world because sometimes they're just completely out there aren't they like moronically out there yeah like like this covid vaccine will actually give you like mind-controlling devices for Microsoft. What are you on about? Like, I mean, we could have a whole episode about disparaging nonsense. That's another thing as well. Like a 5G mask will give you COVID-19. Yeah, all right. That makes sense, doesn't it? Um, But no, we respect all views apart from those. I remember uh, hearing a thing where someone was saying about the moon landing being fake, and they said it would be more expend- It's cheaper to have gone to the moon than to have paid off all the people that supposedly worked on it. Just saying. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole here. Next question.
1: Hey Oliver and James. Um, I was wondering, what's been your favourite thing out of acting? Like, what's been your most exciting adventure that you've gotten out of it?
0: Miriam, thank you so much for that lovely message. Um, right, so my most amazing adventure on the back of acting there's there's been so many cool bits i mean i remember going to um well here's one that we did on one of the promotional tours we were in belgium and just raced aston martins all day that was really really cool and personally for me miriam that's a great question i don't know if i've been asked something like that before really great question biggest adventure i've had from acting or anything like that would B actually acting changed the way I am. I was more than happy as a kid to be quite shy, uh, be one at the back, not really getting involved in such, but being acting made me go very more outgoing. So that's definitely led me on to have some great adventures. even if I'm if I'm traveling and even if I'm on my own, I'm more than happy to go and have an adventure on my own. Uh, or with other people so it's made me very confident being with my own person i think i mentioned it before about when i went hiking and camping on my own in the redwoods and almost got attacked by um raccoons but that's a different story but things like that i never would have done before that so it's definitely led on to me myself wanting to find more adventures Jolly good
1: Hi, you guys. My name is Michelle. Um, my question is a little bit strange. Um, I was wondering what your guys' favourite oddly specific smell is. Um, like a smell that'll bring you nostalgia or make you think of a specific memory or give you some form of comfort or something like that. Um, for example, mine is the smell of a forest right after it rains or strawberry fruit snacks. I'm excited to hear your guys' answers.
0: Ooh. Great question, Michelle. I'm intrigued what it reminds you of though now. Yes, like, I, I, yes. So, specific um, first thing that comes into my mind, do you know the smell of a book? Like what a book actually smells like when you're going through it. and It has that smell. Everyone knows that smell. Well, that reminds me of reading the third Harry Potter book, The Prisoner of Azkaban. And that is when we were cast in the films. And that reminds me, it takes me back to the summer of 2000, reading The Prisoner of Azkaban and getting the phone call that we'd got the parts. Mine would be... It's, it's, it's quite an easy one for a lot of people to get. The smell of cut grass. But what does it remind you of? Nice sunny days. Okay. It reminds you that summer's on the way. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Like you have a, you have a good whiff and you're like, oh, that's brilliant. Because it, it just reminds me of like, cause that, that, that is my favourite time of the year. Spring and beginning of summer are my favourite times of the year. And it just puts me in that nice space. So I could, I could even smell it like later in the year in like October time or something like that. And I'd still remember, ah oh, I'd like that time of the year. Anyway.
1: hi lads. Um, my name is Ruth Ellie and I am a huge fan of the Normal Not Normal podcast. Um, I just want to say, Oliver, thank you so much for commenting and talking about um, privacy um, as someone in the public eye. Um, just because you're in the public eye doesn't mean that it gives people the right to share your private posts. Um, so big up for talking about that. So my question for you guys is, how do you feel about the fact that you have a joint Wikipedia page? Um, because I would be angry obviously we know you worked together on harry potter and a couple of other projects but you also have both done things on your own um i personally think that you should have your own wikipedia pages because you are your own actors um but what do you guys feel about that um i hope you're staying well and staying safe and um yeah thanks guys
0: cool ruth thank you for that that really cool message uh first of all on your first point yeah, I'm really glad I mentioned it as well about like intrusion and stuff like that. Uh, and the second one would be, um, I don't really care. Do you care, James? Because isn't half the stuff on Wikipedia rubbish anyway? Or debatable? Uh, well, I, you don't take it as... It's debatable, isn't it? If people want to write a Wikipedia page about us, yeah. that is fine. Yeah, um, yeah and add as many random facts about, I mean, they don't mean to be real. You can say, say that I once lived on the moon Titan. Yes, something like that, do you know what I mean? You could add the most, in fact, a little thing I used to do when I was bored once on aeroplanes was um, I'd go and edit Wikipedia pages. If anyone does want to write two individual Wikipedia pages of us, uh, keep them clean, but you know, here's here's a few facts that you could could throw in there. I am nine foot seven inches tall uh, with a wingspan of 18 feet. Um, and I actually own the patent for the hole in a shoe for the lace to go in. Yeah, and and you can say that I invented the question mark. That was Doctor Evil, wasn't it? No. Well, let's say, think of something else. In I invented. Where's, I'm just looking on a keyboard for a random sign. The shift. The shift arrow. You invented the shift arrow on a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Next.
1: Hi, Oliver. Hi, James. It's Shannon from the UK. I hope you're both doing really well. My question for you is if you went 400 years into the past with no clothes or anything to prove where you're from, how would you prove you're from the future?
0: Great question, uh, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Well, um, hopefully I was able to get some clothes when I got there, though. I suppose unless it's like Terminator, because that's how he travelled, wasn't it? Anyway, could be a bit awkward. Anyway, uh, what I would do... So I actually looked at this. How would I prove it? Well, if I went back right, 400 years now... I would go to some people and say seriously guys there's a there's a ship leaving in August uh going to the new world called the Mayflower. trust me it's going not many people not too many people know about it, but that will go um and they're actually going to land on uh, Plymouth Rock. I know you've got a bit of a while to prove that you're actually from the future, you know just Give me a few months. But that's actually, that would be what was happening. And it'll actually start a common misconception that they were the first Europeans to make it to North America, which they weren't. The first Europeans were there like probably 12, 13 years before that or something like that. Did you know for you? Were there any planets that weren't invented, weren't discovered then? Yes. Um, I would look up in the sky and I would point out, well, I'd figure out where Uranus was or Uranus. George. George Sirius yeah. as it is also known as well. But yeah, yeah that would be a good one to say. Uh, I would also say, I'll, I'll be in London. So if we're in 1621, I'll say, you know what, guys? In about, let's say, 40 years time, there's going to be quite a big fire here. So maybe we shouldn't be having everything so close together. Equally, watch out for something. If someone gets sick with, say, the plague, mm. let's sort that out very early on. Yeah. Or you could you could find out when, say, Halley's Comet was gonna go past. That happens every 70 years. So you could say, I bet tomorrow Halley's Comet's gonna go past, and there you go. Then you'd be called a witch.
1: Right, moving on. So I have two questions for you guys. The first one, what do you guys do when you have a day where you just aren't feeling yourselves, you just feel like blah, and you just want to get back to yourself? What do you guys do for that? My second question is what do you do when you have a day where You need to get work done, and you just aren't feeling work at all. Um, What do you guys do to get yourself back in that groove? Anyway, let's love.
0: Great questions there, Shay. Thank you very much for sending those in. What do I do if I'm in a bad mood or having not a great day? How do I chill out? Um, I normally have to do some form of exercise, and whether that be a run, whether that be going on a bike, whether that be some kind of yoga whether it be whatever it is I do something go for a walk Walk the dog that always helps anything outdoorsy or gets my blood pumping definitely helps me just chill out and makes me refocus and then if I've got to do work and you're in you know you're in a slump or something like that I would pretty much say the same thing again I would make sure I do some form of exercise to get the blood flowing I feel like I've achieved something in the day and then go back to just being chilled out you know yeah and then work. Lock yourself in the room and not leave until you've done it. And sometimes as well, if, you've, if you're having a bad day and stuff like that, sometimes, as you say, go for a long walk or anything like that. And sometimes you just need to just like try and just step back from something. Can you believe it? The other day, I was in a foul mood from something that happened to me. I was really, really let down. And I didn't know how to react to it. So I kind of just stepped right back from the lot. Just went and chilled out. Had a, had a good sleep and felt a lot better afterwards. Very good. Um, yes, I can believe that, actually.
1: Hi, James and Oliver. Um, mine and my little hedgehog's question is, when did James decide he likes hedgehogs?
0: Thank you, Skye, and thank you, Peanut. Um, for those listening, Skye actually had her hedgehog peanut in the video there. Amazing. Great question. I used to... Um, so when I was living in my old place, we would sit outside on our balcony, and every evening, round about nine ten o'clock, on the dot a hedgehog would appear, come out the bush, wiggle around, and go. And throughout the the next <laughs> few weeks, I know hedgehogs don't usually move in arrays, as they're called, when more than uh, there's one hedgehog together, but there was actually uh, three of them in the end, and they used to come through, and I just found it amazing because they're a natural species of the UK, and they're in decline, and I think they need protecting. And I've actually been able to save a couple from random things when I've seen going on just walking. Um So yeah, I think they're awesome. I also liked Sonic the Hedgehog as a kid, but that is why I've got a hedgehog house in my garden. Some of you have already seen that on my Instagram where they use it as like a stopover place every so often. And also something which everyone can do, build a little hedgehog highway as it's called, basically a hole in your fence just above the surface so they can go through it. Jolly good.
1: Hi Oliver and James, hope you're both having a lovely day. And um, so a bit of a random question, but what's the best and worst thing that you guys have ever bought? Thank you so much. The podcast is great. Keep being you, and lots of love.
0: Bye. Oh, Vicky, thank you so much for that question. Um, right, so the best and worst thing I've ever bought. I remember one being an absolute anticlimax. It was when, when Power Rangers were all the rage when we were younger, and the White Ranger was out, and there was a sword. And I remember buying it. I saved up all my pocket money and bought this thing. It cost like, I don't know, 50 quid or something like that. And you turn it upside down and there's like a little lion on it or something like that. A tiger? Sabre. Sabre. Sabre, that was his name. And the advert was like, yeah, it talks, everything like that. Literally, you've got a trigger you have to squeeze, which is huge anyway. What made this mouth just literally go up and down, like really, really small. And I remember thinking, this is terrible. That'll be up there with the biggest disappointments going actually in terms of I bought something. That and also I remember when I was a kid I bought um it was in like a jar and it's just like full of slime and there's like an egg what apparently hatched into a dinosaur. I knew obviously it wasn't going to be a real dinosaur but I thought it would be a bit better than this little blue sponge. Crap. So funniest thing one of the funniest things I've ever bought with that my guitar mm-hmm. um, or the telescope obviously really good or my Roller co- lego roller coaster that was good fun um but worst worst purchases i've ever bought or can i stretch it and even things that i wanted and was given as a birthday present <sighs> gotta be careful so i was probably going to buy it anyway let me go and get it okay so you know infomercials on tv especially in america they're really some of them are really bad like they're so bad they're good worst thing that i've ever I say bought because I was asked what do I want for my birthday, and this was this was it. You know when you get pesky crit. This is from the infomercial. Pesky critters such as cats and things like that kept coming, keep coming through your garden. And you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. What's all? What are pretty much all animals scared of? An owl. So I got something called an owl alert. Right. So this is the owl alert. <laughs> And he sits on my fence. So basically, for those listening, it's a plastic owl, right? I've just bought two of those. <laughs> so you wonder how it's. Cause apparently, it sends off um, ultraviolet lights and a, a sound which only cats can hear. Which on the advert, it literally just goes me me. That doesn't happen. This is all it does. Does it? Does it? Does it at least work? No, it doesn't even. The, the, so for those listening. The lights turn red and it makes a funny sound and it just sits there glowing like the devil and the cat literally so this cat which keeps coming through our garden saw it once looked at it peed on it and walked off i've just ordered two fake birds for my house (laughs) okay you've just wasted your money now james i know you asked me a couple of questions at the beginning so i thought i'll flip you around the questions as well before we begin that i just want to say as well for all those whose videos and voice notes and everything that didn't get read out we still will answer as many as we can especially on the audio version of the podcast yeah i mean maybe even we could do one show where i don't know say the interview with a guest isn't too long and we'll Put some more at the end of that. Yeah, that'll do. Right, sorry, going on to the questions for you, James. First question, what did a normal Sunday look like for you when you were growing up? Was it the same as what I said earlier? I would say practically exactly the same as what you said, Oliver. However, you, you also failed to mention that any junior golf competitions were always on a Sunday. So taking part in the junior golf competition would always be something that we would do as well. Jolly good, jolly good. So what does a normal Sunday look like for you now? Normal Sunday for me now is... I love to start the day. I'm a very morning person, early morning person. Normally when I do a 10K first thing on a Sunday morning, that's how I start the day. And then I can just by having a big Sunday roast later on. I'm basically just having a great family day. That's that's my Sunday. Very good. Okay, so the least normal thing about you? The least normal thing about me would be I get very addicted to doing things, sometimes to a detriment (laughs) because I can't just stick to one thing. What do you mean when you say that? Any, if I pick up a new hobby, I get very addicted. So it's probably quite lucky that I've never, I've never lived the party life, shall we say. So,
1: you mean, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> i have never got down you're Getting
0: at there, yeah. Um, so you mean, you mean like you mean like the Rubik's cube and stuff like that? Yeah. So those who saw that I did a Rubik's cube a couple of weeks ago, I now do it at least four times a day because I'm trying to memorise the algorithms and getting through how to speed do it. So I've actually done it a lot of times now, and it's something which really is addictive to me. Uh, As you can probably tell as well, I I get addicted to stargazing, to photography, to bike riding, to golf, to guitars, everything. If I start doing something, I really want to know as much as I possibly can. So that's probably the least normal thing. I can't sit still. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Uh... In five years' time, I like to think I see myself going along the same path that I'm doing right now. In regards to whatever I'm doing, I hope I'm at peace with myself because we actually chatted about it, didn't we, On um, when we did James Haskell's podcast uh, when we went on his Water Flanker a couple of weeks ago is that as long as I'm at peace, I don't care what it is I'm doing. So I did a stage show about 18 months, two years ago. And that although I was absolutely knackered every night, I went to bed completely at peace with the world and knowing that it's exactly what I was meant to be doing. And I think I felt like that ever since. So as long as I'm feeling like that, I don't really care what I'm doing. Jolly good, jolly good. Uh, so who in your family are you most like? Probably my dad. Mm-hmm. I would go, I'd say that. Um, and my mum, but definitely not you. <laughs> no. Would you Very agree? Good. Yeah, I'd say that, thank you. Uh, right, and uh, what is your first memory? It's hard to think when things come into your life, isn't it? I, I'd probably going to see the Shoe People at the oh, I remember Garrick. That. They just like rolled on stage, didn't they? The Shoe People basically was a child's TV, a, a kids' TV show when we were kids about a village of shoes, and they were people. Hence, the Shoe People. Civic was when we went to see Button Moon, and Button Moon was put into, a, Moon. Was put was put a, into a big t- jar. So maybe Button Moon was my uh, first memory. I remember, the, I remember I remember when the Martians stung Mr. and Mrs. Spoon. I scared the hell out of me, that was Traumatic. Never quite got over that. So this week, it was a bit rainy, so I decided to do some Lego, which was being left over in my house for a while. So I ended up building New York City. So the Empire State Building, this brown one. Mm-hmm. Did you know... That that's got a lightning rod at the top of it, which is struck by lightning 23 times a year. Gosh. Fact number one. Did you, so the hashtag, we always knew it as the hashtag, right? Yep. When we were growing up. Yep. In America, it's known as the pound key, or it used to be known as the pound key, Yeah. right? Did you know the symbol is technically called a octothorpe? According to Webster's Dictionary, octo reference to the eight points on the particular symbol, but the thought part remains in the mystery, but one theory is that it came from the old English word for village. Based on the idea, so if you think of the hashtag, the symbol looks like a village surrounded by eight fields. Now, how many people are counting the bits outside a hashtag now? Well, there's, um, yeah, okay, fair enough. And completely going, completely off subject now. Puffin, so you know puffins? Cool, cool birds. Did you know that a baby puffin? What do you think that's called? A puff? Nearly a puffling. Oh. And to feed its chick, a puffin parent, who's just known as a puffin, will carry around ten fish in its beak at one time. But the biggest recorded haul is a puffin which carried sixty-two fish. Hang on, are you sure? Are you sure this wasn't just a kingfisher who was a bit confused? No, no, I'm, I'm imagining that, that that puffling was very well fed. But that's my digi for the week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed them. Jolly good, jolly good. Well, with that being said, thank you so much for your participation today and hearing our side of things and seeing a reverse, I suppose, of the normal, not normal. But more importantly, guys, thank you so much for the love, the support, the just getting behind it and the really great effort that went into so many cool questions. Thank you so much once again. We will see you very, very soon. I've been Oliver Phelps. And I've been James Phelps. Guys, thank you very much. See you next week. Bye-bye. Normal Not Normal is a stable production.